The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by titties. (laughs) (laughs) The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema podcast. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Deck the Halls edition. My name is Chance of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me... Your friend and mine, Little Miss Angry, Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness. Hi, Chu. I'm not angry all the time. How angry are you right now? Not super angry. This, okay. you know, I, I, off air, I was like, this movie was interesting. But then I was like, <laughs> I take that back. I don't think this is interesting. I don't think this is an interesting movie at all. No, it's not. But it's, I. what's interesting is how it got made, why it got made, why people said yes. Because like our movie last week, this movie has a lot of talent. Yeah. But it just doesn't cut it. But from what I understand, like... Danny DeVito wouldn't rehearse at all or anything. Like, nobody really saw Danny DeVito until the cameras were about to turn on, and then he'd just show up and just do his bit. Matthew Broderick was always off to the side somewhere shaking his head, saying, oh, my God, this fucking movie. (laughs) Like, I believe all of that. Yeah, so I'm not sure even the people in it uh, were having the best of times. Is that typical Danny DeVito behavior? Because I can't imagine No, I don't think so. No. He seems like a funny guy. Yeah. I just think no, but I think a lot of people said yes to this movie and then regretted saying yes. Because it's not good. And we're seeing a pattern here, which is you make a Christmas movie and basically the only moral of the story is you can act like an absolute piece of shit for the entirety of the holidays, but just as long as you apologize for it by Christmas and then you're good to go. (laughs) No big deal. Wait, Everybody Chu. can act like an ass, but we you gotta, gotta fake bit. apologize by Christmas. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your lesson of the movie at the end of the podcast. I Hang just on. need somebody. To, I just we need to know this now, because this isn't the last holiday movie we're gonna do, and this certainly won't be the last holiday movie we ever watch ever. And they're all the fucking oh, no, same. Yeah. Act like a piece of shit, but it's okay because it's Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, that's great. Apologize. Yeah. All's forgiven. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are in fact talking about Deck the Halls, a 2006 movie directed by John Whitesell. I know you know John Whitesell, Chew. I know him very well. <laughs> Not... Tell me all the things he's directed. Deck the Halls. There you go. <laughs> Now, he's also directed C-Spot Run, Malibu's Most Wanted, Big Mama's House 2, and Big Mama's House Like Father, Like Son. Nope, none of those. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) 
Have you ever heard of Malibu's Most Wanted? Nope. Yeah, that was a that was an unwise question for me to lay out. <laughs> it's kind of a famous famous flop for Jamie Kennedy. Mm. I don't watch any of his movies. I, I that's interesting. I wonder if it's I wonder which one's supposed to be the worst movie. Malibu Most Malibu's Most Wanted or Son of the Mask. Yikes. <laughs> I wonder which one's more horrible. They both sound equally terrible. Guess what? At some point, we're going to find out. Fuck. <laughs> this movie, Chew, had 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 1% more than Christmas with the Cranks. I'm sorry, you said 6? Six? 6%. Oof. That's tough. I, I, I would say it's appropriate. It's it's a tough score. It's appropriate, but I'm curious as to, like, which movie do you, which movie would you want to watch again, Christmas with the Cranks or Deck the Halls? Oh, I'm trying to remember the score from Christmas with the Cranks. I guess the it's... score. That's the defining. <laughs> <laughs> That's the criteria you're using to decide? Because these are very similar movies. Yes. The fucking neighbor shit. We all know I yeah. hate... We all know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can you remember to ask me that at the end of the episode? I will. Okay. Because I can't say yet. I don't know. All right. Along with more. Uh, let's see. If this movie had a budget of $51 million, that's offensive right there. It was all electricity, uh, though. Had to have been. <laughs> it was all spent on electricity. That's a big SDG&E bill. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, uh, opening weekend of $12 million in the USA made $35 million. In the world, 47.2. Did not make Ooh, its money back. Almost. Ouch. Yeah. Makes sense. So, I mean, I I have to say, I'm even surprised that this movie could go all the way to $47.2 million in the world. This feels like a uh, no more than $12 million total. And it got that on its opening weekend. I can't believe they spent $51 million on this movie. There's just, like, there's obviously talent in this movie, but there's nobody in this movie that's really grabbing me and be like, hey, I really want to fucking see them in this movie. Well, that's the problem. Both, like, the people we're following are both terrible people. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I, there's no reason for me to be interested in either one of these men. No. These men both at one point in this movie are watching their daughters dance, not knowing that they're their daughters and hooting and hollering and saying, who's your daddy? Just cringy. Hate it. Yeah. Can we not? Then they're washing, they're washing their eyes out with holy water. Wasn't funny. And blaming each other. Like the joke is. Hey, all of this would have been fine for us to say in the middle of a Christmas pageant in our small town, so long as they weren't our daughters. Yeah. Why are we sexualizing our daughters? 
God damn it. No. Nope, nope. So they're both assholes. And creeps. Grievance number one. <laughs> All right. Where, where do you want to go next? Actually, let's do this. Why don't we talk How Dare You Awards? Because just like last week, it's going to be quick nominated for No How Dare You Awards. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you upset? Uh, No. I, this movie's bad, but it didn't upset me. I'm just like, fuck, like, what a waste of time. Uh-huh. Like, not necessarily for, for us. I meant, like, for them. Like, you guys, you guys wasted your time. <laughs> you didn't need to do this. What were you thinking? It's not bad enough for it to be memorable in any... It's not It's not memorable for, for being good or bad. So right. So you just get lost in the shit. 2006. Yeah, it... it like, 2006 was an impressive year. It got certainly got lost in the shuffle. There's just too many awards it's not conducive to. Like, I mean, you weren't looking forward to this movie, so it can't be a biggest disappointment. It did not take itself seriously. There is not computer-generated obscenities. It's, I couldn't say it's a... There's a category that I had at that time called movie not even a child wanted to see. Wow. But people went and saw this movie. Yeah. Um... Nobody in it is an Oscar winner. It's not a porno title. This movie is so nothing. you could you could say possibly that it's a ridiculous concept because just the idea that a man wants to make his house visible from space that's absurd. What a strange thing to hold on to. What a weird goal. Right. I mean, everybody's and it's not like it's a own, lifelong but... goal. That's... He learns that you could possibly see houses from space in like the first 20 minutes of this movie and then decides that's what he wants to do. This should not be important to you. What's no. important is you trying to provide for your family. And we already know that you have trouble committing to jobs. Right. So I think our goals should be a, a teens different. Now, sadly, there's no way you could nominate this movie for Most Ridiculous Concept. Listen to what else came out that year. First of all, I'm just going to say the titles, and then I want to know how many of these movies you know. I'm going to say one. Here we go. Click, Crank, Lady in the Water, Little Man, and Snakes on a Plane. Okay, Snakes on a Plane, obviously. That's the one I figured you'd know. Fantastic. Just like tip-top. Just fantastic movie. <laughs> we have to do that movie at some point. I mean, I don't even know if that would be a how dare you or a teachable moment. <laughs> so good. Uh, Chew, you're getting it. Just I love it. Fantastic. That would have to be hands down one of the greatest how dare you's. Oh, my God. My favorite part is when the master criminal, one of his henchmen, says... Boss, are you sure this is a good idea? He says, I waste, I've, I've, I've eliminated all my other options. Really? Really? <laughs> are you sure? This is the last option? A bunch of snakes on a plane with pheromones? How about a surface-to-air missile of the airplane? No? Okay. <laughs> snakes it is. 
Uh, can't wait to do that one. That, oh, that's going to be great. Um, Lady in the Water, I didn't see, but isn't that an M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. It's a Shyamalan of Ding Dong. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Click yeah, is uh, Click is the one with Adam Sandler. A man is given a magical remote. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Gave Crank, me anxiety. Crank is a hitman with a conscience. Learns he is poisoned and can only save himself by keeping his adrenaline adrenaline up with uh, sex and stunts. Oh shit! That was one of those shitty movies we would see uh, in high school. It was like yeah. a date movie, and then that you walk out and you're like, "That was even. nuts." Lady in the Water. It's just absurd. You know what movie won, though? Snakes on a Plane did not win. Little Man won. A weigh-in and a tiny thief with the face of a weigh-in steal a diamond but have to stash it in a woman's purse, and now the little weigh-in must pose as an infant to get the diamond back. What? Wait, who's in that? The weigh-ins. Oh. No. Two weigh-ins, I believe. No. Not all the weigh-ins, just two. Okay. <laughs> There's so many weigh-ins. But there you have it. Deck the Halls. No How Dare You nominations. Sorry. It's just not good enough to hate. <laughs> Ooh, what a concept. <laughs> Could you possibly, for the benefit of the audience, explain the plot, please? Yeah. It shouldn't be hard. It's really not. Uh... In Even the, for um, you, Mass- no offense. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, <laughs> Massachusetts suburbs uh, during Christmas, obviously, um, Danny DeVito moves in and uh, was like, hey, let's, um, let's do Christmas. And we live across the street from, quote unquote, the Christmas guy. Uh, he decides... He has nothing else going on in his life, and he quits everything, so he's going to start something and finish it to the end, which is making his house be seen from space via Christmas lights. What the fuck? And then he drives his neighbor nuts across the street, Matthew Broderick, and uh, plays music too loud, fucking, you know, lights with the energy of the sun just just blaring into their wind. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Whatever, they get mad at each other, and, like, shit happens, and then shenanigans happens, and the whole movie's just B.A.D. bad. (laughs) Fuck, I really got mad. I didn't realize that I had that in me, and then I started talking about it. I'm like, this is stupid. As it went on, I could could see steam coming from the top of your head. Also, I realized the further I got into the plot, the closer I got to the mic, so I think I'm yelling. Sorry. (laughs) And let me tell you something, what I really didn't like. <laughs> Try and sit back. <laughs> uh, Yeah, bad things happen. The whole movie's just stupid and the neighbors hate each other. And why we can't just mind our own fucking business as neighbors is something I'll never fucking understand. <laughs> Including your own. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, yeah, that's so that's Deck the Halls. That is Deck the Halls. Nothing but bad things happen. All right. Chew. Fucking business. <laughs> Let's talk grievances. Uh, How many grievances do you have? Considering I've had a high number 
in recent months, I only have 36. Hey, all right. Yeah. I outbid you. Did you get a 50 burger? No. Oh, 48. But 40. Whoa, nice. Yeah, but uh, it seems as though we're we're on the same page. I have 40 grievances. Yeah. Just a bunch of just nonsense. <laughs> Do you have any uh, positive points? Uh, Three, but like I don't feel solid about them. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like, Ugh, I'll get, uh, sure, I'll give it to you. That's a, sure. I did laugh out loud about the chicken nugget joke on the speed skating thing. Danny, uh, Matthew Broderick shows up in his like speed skating uniform. Uh-huh. And then Danny DeVito's like, looks like you're hiding a, a couple of chicken nuggets in there. And I laughed. Oh. Yeah. I don't even remember that line. Well, I had three as well. Really? Yeah. What were they? For some reason. Okay, like one of my biggest grievances is that uh, sleigh ride. Ugh. Entire scene. Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito should go to jail. Yes. He's a thief. So the movie should have ended there. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) 30-minute movie. He... He goes out and gets himself a couple of wild horses and attaches them to sleighs to the sleigh that he bought and then attaches antlers to their heads. And Matthew Broderick, everybody's trying to get him on the sleigh for a picture. And then the wild horses take off and he's jumping all over town and he goes onto a, a frozen pond or lake and then falls through the ice. He wakes up to being in a sleeping bag on his way to the hospital with a naked Danny DeVito rubbing him down. And as the camera pulled out, like at first I could see Danny DeVito like rubbing him. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And then as it started pulling out more, I was like, is he going to be naked? (laughs) And of course he was. And it made me laugh. So I like that one. I I was so taken back by that scene. I don't consider myself a prude, but I was not ready for that scene. And it made me feel, <laughs> I felt Matthew Broderick's character anxiety. Yeah. And I felt like I was in a bad dream. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's something the, yeah. that would happen in a nightmare. And I would wake up not feeling great. Right. I had mixed feelings about that scene. Did make me laugh. (laughs) I got to tell you, I don't understand two of my positive points. One just says cut down neighbor tree. Uh, the, the town tree. I don't know. Because he cuts down because buddy, Cuts down that part I of his own tree, but then he also steals the town tree and puts it in Matthew Broderick's yeah. But house. what neighbor? Did either one of them cut down any tree in their own yards? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I liked it when uh, I liked Kristen Davis and Kristen Chenoweth together. Whenever yeah. they were together, I was okay because they were acting like normal human beings. Yeah. They weren't And they ridiculous. clearly have... What's that? They weren't ridiculous. No. And they clearly have, like, different kinds of relationships with each other's husband, you know, with a, with their own husband. Yeah. So I liked it when Kristen Chenoweth hit Danny DeVito and Kristen Davis therefore hit Matthew Broadwick and he, Broderick. And he's yeah. like, ow, why'd you hit me? She's like, I don't know. She did. <laughs> like, that made me laugh. She's like taking a little Chenoweth. And yeah. that made me laugh. Um, I did have one uh, positive point and grievance, like a, a mm. twofer. Um, his, the scene where they first meet their neighbors in front of the house and uh, Kristen Chenoweth makes a joke about um, his dick falling out of his boxers. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know if that was funny or just like I was just shocked about it. Be like, I can't imagine feeling... This is why you don't wear boxers, okay? Because your shit isn't contained. It's just flying everywhere. And I tell Ethan all the time, I'm like, you need to be careful wearing boxers. Not that it often, like, it's, he's usually fine. But I'm just like, it could fall out at any moment because there's an act. Nothing's contained. There's just a hole. Your dick's just flapping around in the wind. <laughs> it's very risky. You're walking around in the driveway basically naked. Basically? Uh, you know. I'm exaggerating, but yeah. Gray sweatpants style? Uh, he doesn't wear sweatpants of any kind. <laughs> Which also bugs me and is a relief at the same time. By because... decree? By decree? By your declaration? No, he just doesn't like... He just likes to wear sweat shorts. So he'll wear like relaxed, just regular shorts, which are fine. Actually, that kind of reminds me of... Uh... Uh, there's no easy way to say this. Former roommates consider my balls rather famous. Yikes. <laughs> Do you tell? Well, I wear like, uh, you know, my sleepy shorts are, uh, you know, kind of like those workout type shorts. Okay. But I'm not wearing underwear to bed. And then you get up in the morning and you might start watching TV. And the next thing you know, there's just direct view. <laughs> How short are your shorts? Like They're not short. I'm They're picturing loose. little booty shorts with your tall no. ass white legs. They're just loose. So the number of times I myself have heard, Jesus Christ, put those things away. Can be counted. I need multiple hands. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right. That's a good place to end it. Okay. There we go. Let's take a commercial break. <laughs> Okie <Okey-dokey. laughs> We'll We'll come back after this commercial break, and we won't be talking about dicks. Or balls. Right. Yeah. Very good, then. Yikes. Your poor roommates. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. 
It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing Deck the Halls, a 2006 film with 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, people fucking hated this movie. Oh, by the way, you know, we've been talking a lot about, like, the era of 2000 to 2005, 6, 7, and CGI. Yeah. Did you notice, even in the opening credits, that you have CGI birds and, like, a CGI fish ice hut? That was my first grievance. I said, yeah, me fake too. birds. Stupid. Like, even in a movie like Deck the Halls that requires... No CGI, there's CGI. <laughs> yeah, why did you feel the need to spend money on those birds? It is oh. outrageous. Dumb. <laughs> like, not quite a Jenkins idea, but uh, almost. Guys, birds, birds, let's put in birds. Just a couple. You don't have to use real birds, use a computer bird. Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jenkins. So when this movie opens, we get, like, all these old jokes because he's doing his optometrist job Yeah. with that old lady. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, I don't need glasses. He's like, you need binoculars, but yeah, we're settling That's a for good glasses. way to lose a customer. That, yeah. that was my second grievance. You need binoculars? What an asshole. Well, he's not wrong. She's old. You're going to tell me you still have 20-20 vision at 90? Ma'am, get it. Get real. Well, and the joke is, I don't want to look old. And, and you just know that old. when the big eye goggle optometrist thing yeah. leaves her face, that she's going to be the oldest person in the world. You could see that joke coming from 100 miles away. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit on that one. Right. And, of course, she gets her new glasses and says, I look hot. Eh, it's a stretch, ma'am, but okay, as long as you feel good. You're, you're no golden girl, all right? <laughs> you're no Rue McClanahan, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's what it was. I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's the deal with the sun and I'm 10 years old and what have I done in my life? I have those thoughts all the time, and I 
don't think I had them at 10, but I Did had you them have too him young. At 10, though? So he's having, he's having a midlife an existential crisis. midlife crisis at 10. That's the joke. He feels pressure from his parents. So it makes sense. Yeah. If you get it over with at 10, you don't have to do it later. Yeah. Did you notice? So when he leaves his office and they're putting up the town Christmas tree. And they, they have to do the setup, Chew. So he says, hey, remember, don't use too many lights. You don't want it looking gaudy or whatever he says. Tacky. Tacky. Yeah. I thought, oh, wow. Some fucking person thought they were really clever when they wrote that. Yeah. It wasn't even that, like, it didn't provide anything. Now I just think that that character is an ass. Right. Stupid. Did you think, so what happens is that Danny DeVito and his family show up at midnight or whatever time it is when they first start moving in. And then the next morning they go, well, he comes and, I don't know, grabs Matthew Broderick's paper. But did you notice, like, Matthew Broderick comes out. He's like, what are you, stealing my paper? He goes, no, 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 here it is. And then the wives come out and the wives meet. And so they're all sort of. Hey, hey, it's really nice to meet you. But then Danny DeVito does walk away with that fucking paper. Yeah, he was going to steal the paper. <laughs> and But she, he got away with it, too. And uh, she took his mug. She's like, ooh, it's good coffee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, so and we, we get a lot of... Uh, because the next, is it that morning or the next morning when Kristen Davis comes over to the house, to their house, and she's like pushing her ass up and yeah, we're seeing a lot of Chenoweth cleavage. Yeah. Bright lime green bra hanging out. <laughs> is that a grievance? The lime green? No. I just remember okay. thinking 10, 12 years ago, I probably would have worn the same thing and my bra probably would have shown. And I would have been like, it's fine. <laughs> so it didn't bother me, but I was like, not appropriate. <laughs> There's a reason you wear the lime green bra, okay? There's a reason. You want to, you want people to notice. That you're wearing a lime green bra for whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not really sure what it means. That maybe you're down to fuck? I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird time. It means you're sassy, no? In bed, maybe, or maybe you're just <laughs> maybe you're just loose. I don't know. Sassy in bed. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna fuck you so sassy. I'm sorry. You're gonna do what? I <laughs> mean, I'm getting attitude. Like I don't. What? Oh my goodness. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Just a bunch of sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> During sex. <laughs> oh, no, that feels really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Yeah, keep doing that. <laughs> oh, you I'm like sorry. that? I bet you do. Are you do. having a good time or not? <laughs> of course. It's great. Oh, man, that's great. 
Also, can we talk about how good a salesman Danny DeVito is? I kind of wish I'd seen more of that. Like, what did he say to him? It's a stupid joke, though. It is. Because nobody is that good of a salesman. No, which makes me think, I need more information. Right. What did he say? Because the guy just comes in thunderstruck after he sold him the car. He says, I just agreed right away. Worst of all, I agreed to pay sticker. Yeah. As if, like, Danny DeVito is a salesman witch. Right. He's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You're going to buy this car. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an unfinished joke. Yeah. Why? I need more info. Well, we already kind of talked about it, but it's right about here. Like, so already Danny DeVito, he's kind of rankling all over Broderick. Broderick's not a happy guy. He keeps talking to his wife about oh, this guy. I don't like this guy and this guy. And what's this guy doing? And then he ends up buying the sleigh and he's got the horses outside. But one of the most offensive things about that whole scene was that fake backdrop. Like that clear fake backdrop as Matthew Broderick was tearing around town in the sleigh. You didn't need to do that any of that scene for several reasons. One being not funny. Right. Two, unnecessary to the plot. You didn't you didn't come back to it at all in the rest of the movie. So therefore, you didn't need to do it. And it, it's just dumb. It was dumb. There's just too much shit in this movie. And this is one of those moments where what Danny DeVito has done, I think, is criminal. Yes. He steals electricity. He to steals jail. horses. Um, he plays music. He's breaking uh, noise ordinance laws, and nobody gets involved. <laughs> noise ordinance starts at ten. What the fuck? No. You'd be calling those cops. I'm oh, no- that was another dumb joke. The cross-dressing cop. Oh yeah, big issue there. Who cares? Wearing his bra and his panties. Just a weird joke. Like, it's just a weird... Wait, but did you think that was funny? The guy who says, uh... I forget, at the beginning of the movie, there's a guy, I think he's the guy who's uh, fixing up the town tree. Yeah. And he says, yeah, you can tell me anything. Like, I never tell secrets. For instance, the sheriff... (laughs) Right. He wears women's panties, and I've never told anybody. Well, until now. (laughs) I did not positive point that. I didn't either. I was like, oof. Okay, so it's 2006, and cross-dressing is frowned upon. So he wants to wear something other than boxers and pants. Leave him alone. Who cares? Right. Stupid. But it's funny, like, you can see the measurements of Hollywood of what they thought was okay. Yeah. You know? Always behind the times, Hollywood. In 2006... Was not that long ago. Not that long ago. (laughs) Right. Oh, God damn it. The number of times, the number of grievances I have where I wrote down, Matthew Broderick, terrible father. Bad guy. Bad guy. (laughs) He sucks. I have at least three to four grievances that say, I have one that says, bad father, denies his son, bad dad again. 
Oh, you're being a bad father once more? The kid just wants to go shopping with him. He goes, nah, I already got your present. I bought your mom's present for you, so you don't have to. What a dick. Yeah. The kid is clearly excited about getting his mom a present. Yeah, that's a great point. I definitely feel like I overlooked that. I thought that there might have been another reason why he wanted to go to the mall. But now just thinking about it, he really just wanted to spend time with his dad. Yeah. And get something together for his mom. Right. Um. Yeah. Horrible parent. Made me so mad. And he's so obsessed with these traditions, and they bring it up throughout the movie. And you know what? You know what really oh, fucking yeah. grinds my gears is when people <laughs> <laughs> when people are like, well, you have to do it. It's tradition. I don't know right. what that means. I don't fucking know what that means. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Are you putting a fucking gun to my head right now? I don't have to do shit. And I sure as shit don't want to do it now because you're telling me I have to do it because it's tradition. Whose tradition? Ooh. You're like an angry teenager. Why are you I'm forcing not do your something. shit onto me? We don't <laughs> have anything do to do with each other. Strictly because you told me to do it. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. It makes me not want to do it. Because you can't even give me a good enough reason to do it, except for the fact that it's quote unquote tradition. Shut the fuck up. Wow. Ugh. Am I projecting or what? Maybe a little. Jesus. I kind of want to know what Christmas is like at the Chew House. I fight it every year. No decorations. <laughs> little Chew is like, let's get our tree. And you're like, go fuck yourself. We're not getting a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just have a tree one year, please? So let me ask you this, because we go to Danny DeVito's house and his two daughters, who, by the way, I had as a positive point, the two tall daughters, because for some reason, these two tiny parents had very tall daughters. Yeah. That to me was just funny. But they are trying to what? Find their house on space on, on uh, what's essentially Google Earth? Yeah, I think they were just they're like, or oh, they you just can checking see out any, the neighborhood. Yeah, you can see any house from space. And then but, he just feels downtrodden by the fact that you can't see their house. Yes. So this is this is going to push the entire story forward from this moment. But did you notice that there was a point where they said, yeah, we can see our neighbor's house, but not ours? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And all the neighbors just have regular lights. So the idea that you have to have 400 million twinkle lights yeah. to see from space. They undercut that whole part of the story by saying a regular house can be seen. Yeah. Rendering the whole rest of the movie moot and stupid. Like, why are you so worried about that? Why was that? Why was that the trigger for you? Personally, if I didn't see my house from space, I'd be like, perfect. That's the way I want it. Awesome. In fact, if you could make me completely invisible from my neighbors and everybody else, I would love that. You'd be a happy person. Oh, so happy. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. You would love to Wakanda your house. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> what a great idea. Oh, love that. Just looks like an abandoned shack to other people. <laughs> if I could have actual monsters at the edge of my property, I would. <laughs> Anything to deter anybody but the mailman. You really truly are a monster. Yeah. I think that's why we get along. <laughs> You're equally monstrous, just in different ways. I'll say, it's so dumb. Uh, I'm looking at my cut hand here, Chew. <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah, I lost a fight with a can of corned beef hash. <laughs> Idiot. Well, this sets uh, Danny DeVito in motion, so now he's going to buy all the lights in the entire town. And he, for some reason, he's putting them up at 3 a.m.? I need that explained to me. Not enough hours in the day, Chance. Not enough hours in the day. I disagree. Start again tomorrow. <laughs> Even Clark W. Griswold takes a couple days to put up all his lights and then get them... You know, going. It's weird that he has to, you know, work through the night because evidently we find out later he's not even showing up to work. Right. So. He's not showing up to work. He's not doing his job. He's also actually stealing power from other houses. Dick move. And just racking not up asking. that credit card debt. Yeah. Stupid. They go. Doesn't it feel as though they're. They're trying to force the point of view of each character onto the audience, trying to make them both seem like they're doing bad shit, but they're not too bad a person, kind of. I mean, that's a fine line. Like, am I a bad person because I do bad things? It's kind of the definition of a bad person. <laughs> 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 but the movie feels like they're forgiving both characters for all the shitty things they're doing. Because it's a Christmas movie. That's right. the whole point. You act like a piece of shit, but it's fine because it's Christmas, which is totally ass backwards. Mm -hmm. I did not like when Matthew Broderick went up to him in the town and said, hey, I'm kind of the Christmas guy. I wrote down Broderick. Big dick. You say dick, and I was thinking, what a fat fucking pussy. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Jesus That's God. your flex? I'm the Christmas guy. <laughs> Sir, fucking choke on it. Okay? <laughs> Driving angry, Lady Chew. <laughs> Jesus. I think I'm making up for all this. I'm making up for lost emotion because I felt pretty indifferent watching the movie i i pretty mm -hmm. much had no express emotional expression though for an hour and a half yeah and now i'm realizing this is bullshit you feel no joy you don't laugh a lot you <laughs> you don't care enough to be super angry though yeah it was just like i felt like a statue watching it yeah You know who I think I like the most in this movie is Kristen Davis. 
Well, both Kristen's really, but I, I liked Kristen Davis is the only person acting appropriately to everything that's going on around her. And everything that's going on around her is completely ridiculous. But her reaction to her husband is appropriate every single time. Yeah. That's fair. Right? Also, we got to talk about this. I read this that because obviously Kristen Davis is a star of Sex in the uh, the City and Matthew Broderick is married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. That must have been weird when they kissed. Yeah, like there was some weirdness there. And then Sarah Jessica Parker, I heard or read, uh, signed off on it so long as they got rid of a scene that was too hot and heavy on the kissing. Which made me wonder, why would this movie have a hot and heavy scene of kissing between these two characters? There's so many things. There's a couple of things. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't apply to this movie. So you no. didn't even need to fucking even write it in to right. begin with. And didn't Matthew Broderick cheat on Sarah Jessica Parker? Or at least that was a rumor. What? I never heard that. I heard that. Don't be I don't know if it's true. And it was right? a long time ago. Um, but, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why she was like, hey, you need to calm the fuck down here with that fucking scene. <laughs> Not necessary. And I have to work with Kristen Davis. Like, no. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should take another break. Okay. Let's take another break and we'll come back. Alrighty. Very good. Right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here finishing up talking about Deck the Halls. All right, Chu. I got problems. You know what my biggest problem in this movie is? Almost nothing is funny. No. The car backing out scene where he rips off his own doors. Like, why? Why? You That would the never guy, happen. The guy who, yeah, exactly. The guy who he's trusting to help him get out of the parking spot is clearly somebody you can't trust to help you get out of the parking spot. So you would say, move your fucking car, do it now. But he doesn't because he's a fucking pussy. He's a fucking little wham 
<laughs> he can't even handle his own neighbor's bullshit, let alone this fucking... Whoever this guy is. Fucking drunken idiot who's blocking his yeah. car in. And obviously too fucking cool to move it. Because at this point... The house has got so many lights that it's attracting crowds. Yeah. So everybody in the neighborhood's coming to see his house. With Bro- And Broderick doesn't like it because he's the Christmas guy. Ugh. Yeah, this that whole scene's also It never answers. Th- this is an expensive endeavor. He spent $100,000. At least. Yeah. That generator, the Generac 3000 right. or whatever the fuck it was. Do you need a license for that? I have a note here that said, is Buddy embezzling from the car? That's... From the, from the car salesman, from his car store? That is seriously illegal. And he even admits... it's the only thing that would explain how he's getting the money for all of this. Ugh. Yeah, and he buys uh he he buys Matthew Broderick a car but forges his signature. Terrible. Why didn't Matthew Broderick go to the cops? End of story. And yeah. They and they decide to settle this through speed skating. A big jump. Why did we land Craziness. on that? Craziness. Every choice they, the characters, the two men make is a ridiculous choice. I can only imagine that in the writer's room, they just had a big roulette table and little stickers <laughs> of random ass ideas. Yeah. Because that's the only way you would even come to this conclusion because nothing makes sense. It's like movie ad lib. Mm-hmm. Like Matthew Broderick getting into his, what is his, his like a Navy SEAL gear. He wishes. <laughs> his, his, his highfalutin thief gear. <laughs> yeah. You and then his son catches that. him and he enlists his son to help him and puts him up onto an electric pole. He's the worst father in the world. That is not a good idea. That is extremely dangerous. And the kid doesn't have a fucking harness attached to the pole, so if he falls, he fucking falls. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, Buddy ends up apologizing, and his apology is to... Oh, because we forgot that he also... Matthew Broderick has been growing Christmas trees for 15 to 20 years... And he's, for some reason, he can go somewhere in town where the trees are growing in a fenced-in area made just for him. I don't know how you're allowed to do that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But Buddy accidentally knocks over a can of gas, and then Matthew Broderick hits some piece of metal with an axe, and it sparks, and so all the trees are gone. So now he doesn't have a good Christmas tree. Buddy's solution is to cut down the town Christmas tree and buy him a car and say, I'm sorry for everything. Oh, no. 
he does that in retaliation because he finds out that Matthew Broderick tried to cut the power because he finds the snowball. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. He puts, well, that, yeah, that's when he went on his little thieving mission. Yeah, so he puts the tree, the town tree, in his house, and that ends up start, uh, catching on fire. And then he buys him a car and pretends it's a gift and then finds out he actually has to pay. You know, there's a bill. Right. Stupid. All of these are terrible choices. All of them will land you in jail. Yeah, so I'm like, go doing. ahead and show me any video camera that shows your lot with me on it buying this car. Don't have it? I'm calling the police. Yeah. And then he takes his wife's vase, her vase. Ooh, that's all things. Everything he does in this movie is low. But that's a low blow. That was the last straw. Too far. Well, between that and Matthew Broderick's firing fireworks at his house. By the way, like winter fireworks salesman selling shit out of the back, the trunk of his car. That's got to be hard to find. Just again roulette they spun that fucking wheel and was like what do we want next what's this next thing gonna be yeah <laughs> so i have this grievance written down here that says uh i mean i I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're starting to gloss over the end of this movie, but mostly out of a lack of wanting to talk about it. Yeah. He does this last big like light show and there's a whole crowd around. Not the last last show, but like the one where his mm-hmm. family leaves. And I got to be honest, uh the lights show's not good. Right. It's just a bunch of light vomit. As I understand, it was not even real. It was like they had to do CGI stuff for, like, the video parts of it. Yeah. Like, with his face and that kind of shit. Yeah, people who use too many lights like that, it doesn't look good. And it's not Christmas. You just look like you need some attention. And it's not cute. (laughs) Put some fucking garland and red and white lights and call it a fucking day. Okay. Easy chew. Ugh. Have you have you been to Candy Cane Lane here in San Diego in Rancho Penasquitas? Uh, no, but I've always wanted to go. It's quite charming. So I can nitpick every house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I really do like driving around and looking. <laughs> I really do like looking at Christmas lights. <laughs> Chew, you're driving angry today. <laughs> oh my fucking shit! Uh, I like that the uh, the again appropriate response from the wives. They just leave both men. Yeah, they're like, this is a no go for us. This is bullshit. 
get, I'm getting the fuck out. And I have a huge grievance for Matthew Broderick's character, who, upon learning that his wife is leaving him, he says, what will I eat? Dick. Kristen, leave his ass. He God sucks. Damn it. He's, he's a horrible person. Oh, my gosh. He's lighting off those firework bombs. Oh, that well, so that's how he, that's how his tree burns down. Because Danny DeVito steals the town tree. He puts it in Matthew Broderick's house as though it's a gift. Hey, let's all forgive, like we were talking about earlier with the stolen car. Mm-hmm. But that plan wouldn't get Matthew Broderick caught unless Matthew Broderick had accidentally burned down his tree that the fire department had to respond to. Yeah. So it wasn't a good plan. Yeah. Like, unless you tell the townspeople, you know, Matthew Broderick's got a tree in his window and it kind of looks familiar. Aren't you guys missing a tree? (laughs) And how Matthew Broderick could see that tree... And not know immediately that it's the town tree. And then he goes into town the next day and sees that the tree is cut down. And he's like, hmm, that's weird. And then he has this quizzical look on his face and he goes, no, nah, couldn't be the same tree. Yeah, of course it's the same tree. You're going to add your monumentally stupid on top of all your other crimes in this movie? Son of a bitch. At this point, it's just insulting to the audience because you actually think that I'm going to get on board with this, that this makes complete fucking sense. <laughs> right. No. Oh, like like Christmas with the Cranks, I have a grievance here that says 50 minutes in, this movie should be over. Yeah. It's done. And I want to make one thing clear. This is the sort of thing that happens in these movies that's really bothersome because the wives are at a hotel with the kids. They're all trying to cope with their shitty husbands and fathers. And then Matthew Broderick's son sees some lights outside. So they open the door and they see this path of lights that's got to be 20 miles long. Yeah. Leading back to their houses. You're telling me these two dumb assholes snuck onto the property of the motel and put lights on the railing of the hotel and the stairs and everything and then built little wooden structures to hang the lights from like every 20 yards for 20 miles to their house. Nobody notices this. And then he still has enough lights to finally have his house be seen from space, which is how this movie ends. I'm telling you, it's an insult to us, the audience. How stupid do I fucking look to you? (laughs) Evidently pretty fucking stupid. Otherwise, you wouldn't have written it that way. Right? You're an ass. (laughs) Jenkins. Fucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, and then before the whole one of the main 
reasons they even got together and made the whole lit path back to the house from the hotel. Danny, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito's like, I tried everything. Really? You tried everything? Because right. it looked like you tried everything to end your fucking marriage. But you yeah. didn't try everything to fucking fix it. What could you have possibly... You just went to the hotel and knocked on the as, door a bunch yeah, of times. As his wife and daughters are driving away, he's in the middle of his light show. And they look at him. And he goes, hey, come on, don't leave. And then he goes back to his lights. I tried everything. Shut the fuck up. You deserve to be alone. Son of a bitch. Oh, and then they cooked dinner. They cooked dinner together. Mm. It's going to be a lot of wasted food. And that was a big grievance for me. They cooked so much food. (laughs) Six people can't eat that. What also, were they arguing over? Who made the best sweet potatoes? Something like that. But there Some was a shit? squash dish on the oh, table, yeah. the reindeer squash. That squash wasn't oh, cooked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't cook the squash? <laughs> Fuck. With like a cherry for the nose, maybe? <laughs> Stupid. Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> so gross. Was that a 1950s cookbook? Ugh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh shit. My last uh one of my last grievances is is uh an easily an easily to an easy to solve problem was finally solved. <laughs> Truly an easy it only, problem. It only took, you know, 94 minutes. When we could have had this problem solved in 20, 25 minutes tops. Yeah. This movie should have been a sitcom. A one episode, <laughs> I was like, a one uh, episode arc sitcom. Just the pilot. Nothing else. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know. Anything left for you? No. They should have, they should have ended the movie with divorce papers. Boom, credits. Exactly. <laughs> you can't expect me that you can't expect me to believe you're gonna change. You're a changed yeah. man. <laughs> we okay. work together to make this meal. Will you come back? No, here's divorce papers. Credits. Oh, I also got the, the vase I stole back. Oh, how'd yeah. you how'd you afford it? Well, we're in even more debt than we were before. I love yeah. you so much. Really? Exactly. I'll fucking leave your ass over that much debt. My love is not unconditional. We can never use a credit card again. I love you. I love you. Bunch of horseshit. All right, Chew. Well, we have come to that time. First of all, I mean, you kind of already went through it, but... What's the lesson learned for Deck the Halls? Oh, act like a piece of shit. It doesn't matter. There's no consequences to your actions as long as you do the one thing, which is fake apologize before or on Christmas. Excellent. That's done. So you, in fact, you can use that for the whole year. You can act like a piece of shit 364 days a year. You got the one day to make it right. That's it. That's fine. Just walking down the street, push down some children, 
Sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you on Christmas. I'll put a, make it a little tally. No. Excellent. And you know why? Now. Because it's Christmas and it's tradition. <laughs> Fuck All right. you. You asked me to come back to this. So, Oof. after having talking th- talked through Deck the Halls, would you rather watch Christmas with the Cranks again or Deck the Halls? I think I might. Ugh. I think I might rather watch Deck the Halls, specific, <gasps> specifically because in Christmas with the Cranks, they're both horrible. You can't have both the husband and the wife be horrible. You need one person to balance it out. Oh, Otherwise, so you're it's saying just too that much. The wives are not terrible, so that makes it a little better. Yeah. Um. I'm just saying, as a movie, I think I enjoyed Christmas with the Cranks, but more. So I'm going Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, Boom! I hate them. I don't like them both. Dropping bombs. They both have problems I don't care for. The whole tradition thing and the whole, like, the neighbors <laughs> butting into each other's business. Fuck off. It's a property line for a reason. Please don't trespass. It's a property line for a reason. <laughs> it means you don't live here. Go away. Uh, yeah, just like setting unrealistic expectations or unnecessary expectations on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate all of that. I, I, I'm going to pick Deck the Halls over Cranks. Wow. That's not an easy choice. I'm I'm surprised. I did not think you were gonna go that way. Especially after having talked about this movie. I both yeah, they both made me mad in the end. That's true. You're a real yeah. uh who is it, Robert Frost that said uh fences make good neighbors? You subscribe oh to my that God. theory. I need that. I should get a tattoo of that. Yeah. <laughs> make me happy every time I look at it. <laughs> yours, yours Just look would at say, it and be like, ah, oh, fucking love that guy. Yours would say fences in a moat of fire. Make good na- <laughs> make good neighbors. And a dragon just perched up on my roof. Ugh, <laughs> oh, what a dream. <laughs> Fences, a mode of fire, and seven dragons standing sentry make good neighbors. And I would love all of those dragons as pets. I would just love every one of them. That's the crazy dragon lady. Yeah, your love of animals would know no bounds. <laughs> the crazy dragon lady. That's amazing. Ooh, it's raining. Hey. All right, Lady Chu, what is your drinking game for this movie? (laughs) As usual, I didn't think about that. What is wrong with me? Fuck, I'm such a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) argue. 
just speaking <laughs> truths here. <laughs> uh, anytime there's uh, slapstick humor that makes me want to drink, I don't enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. The attempt of slapstick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I... Not needed. This I have to admit, like, first of all, not a bad one, considering you came up with it three seconds ago. Because you could meditate <laughs> on this movie for hours and not think of a good drinking game for the movie. I don't think this movie lends itself naturally to this game. No, there's not a ton of consistencies because we're going back to that whole roulette idea. Yeah. They just pick a bunch of shit. There's not enough consistencies, except that they're horrible people. But that's too much. Yeah. If you say, I thought about that. I thought if you do it every time they make a terrible choice, I mean... You get nine one one. You don't have enough alcohol in the house, I don't think. Yeah, no. You have to go to the store mid movie, pause it, and go get more <laughs> booze. <laughs> <laughs> so, I tried to simplify my idea, and I came up with every time the twins speak in the movie. Oh. And I think it's... That's good, because it's it's, sprinkled. I think it's sprinkled throughout. Yeah. So that's where I came out. Nice. Yeah. Also, real quick on the topic of uh, the twins. Yes. I think I'm realizing why the son is having this midlife crisis, because at however old he is, 12 or whatever, you feel like he's accomplished a good amount as a 12-year-old. 10, I think. And now he sees the twins and he's like, I know what I've been missing. I need to get, I need to get laid. It's time. Yeah. He's into those twins. Yeah. And that was just like classic preteen going through puberty. He's just like, holy shit, this is awesome. (laughs) And I could, I could appreciate that. I'm like, good for that kid. He's, he's just an angsty puberty ridden boy. And he's just going through it. You could you could do that as another drinking game. Every time that boy is like, I want to get up on those twins. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he should. He's too young. He's Chew. too young. He needs to enjoy being a kid, and then you can yeah. get your dick wet, you little creep. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not him personally. <laughs> All boys are creeps. It's just, it you is what it is. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh. <laughs> Fine. I think we're done. On that note. On that note, that's a good place to end it, yes? Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Tell us what you think about Deck the Halls. Do we have it wrong? No. But go ahead and (laughs) tell us what you think. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to the Podcast at gmail.com. 
For Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness, Chancier of the How Dare You Awards, you'll be hearing us next time with possibly a special episode, Chu. No. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. Uh, goodbye. Heartfelt as ever. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> Very good, then. Good day, madam. See ya. <laughs> Fuck. I'll just stop it there. <laughs> I sound like an absolute ass because the drivers are on strike. And so I don't want to put out bad energy or be or to sound ungrateful, but a little late for that. <laughs> Please hurry. <laughs> Please. Now that's making it onto the end of the show. Why is he on the street so long? It's Wednesday. You have nothing to pick up. Just the one house. Just the one, the one dumpster across the street, and then the, and then you rev the engine like a crazy person, and then you leave. <laughs> but I don't know what you're doing. <laughs>